0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Her Journey podcast, where we talk with incredible, talented, and powerful women about their experiences. My name is Aline, and I'm your host. And today, I'm joined with Eno, the founder and CEO of NIGECOM, and the digital coordinator of Black Girls Graduate. Okay, awesome. So yeah, just to start off today's episode, I would love to give you the chance to just introduce yourself a little bit more to the audience. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is
1: fire. So yeah, I'm Enno. Yeah. I am a Nigerian Houstonian, so I'm a Nigerian and I'm a Houston native, Um, but before anything I am human overall, (laughs) but yeah, and yeah, I'm the founder, um, which is a space for Nigerian creatives and professionals in Overlook career fields, and that is my brainchild, that is my everything, and I am a passionate storyteller, I'm really passionate about storytelling and the essence of community, but yeah, that's a little bit about me.
0: All right. Yeah, perfect. Thank you so much. So I guess my first question to you pertains mostly to your overall inspiration for the work that you do, um, especially focusing on amplifying the voices of people who are, you know, commonly overlooked or ignored at times, um, because I really would love to know where this interest for your work surrounding this cause first sprouted from.
1: Yeah, sure. yeah, I love that. Um, so like, there wasn't really like a start date, to when I became really like passionate about this. But, um, you know, growing up in our society as like, you know, a young person of color, especially like, you know, young black woman specifically, you know, you tend to see the discrepancies in our society of how like people are being treated based off race, gender and all that stuff. And I think I realized at a young age, I really wanted to shine a light on people who are overlooked, who are not seen enough, not heard enough. And, you know, basically giving them the space and platform to be seen and to be heard, but yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for sharing. And um, I know that for NaijaCom specifically, you focus on advocating for this cause. Um, and we kind of talked a little bit about your general inspiration for the work that you do here. But I'd love to know kind of how NaijaCom really started and what motivated you to start this initiative specifically.
1: Oh, we got to take it back. <laughs> so basically to provide some context, like in a lot of cultural communities you know it's like traditional career paths are like you know the standard or like you know or prioritized more than others and you know it's because of like you know the elders who have mm-hmm. grown up to be accustomed to all these like traditional career paths like doctors lawyers engineers and those are great career paths by the way but like um you know that's not everybody's passion that's not everybody's dream and so you know growing up as an nigerian who you know, was really interested in non-traditional like stuff, you know, it was hard seeing the representation to, you know, be a Nigerian in that creative career path, because, you know, I I didn't really see it around me and I didn't know any Nigerians who were in graphic design or in advertising or in PR. So, you know, you know that like quote, like seeing is believing and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Well, like what happens when you don't see it or when it's hard to see it, it's kind of like discouraging to try to achieve that or to try to like pursue that, you know? So growing up, I had that, I had those moments where it was just like, I really questioned on, I really questioned myself if I really wanted to pursue, you know, PR communications, because I didn't really know anybody who was in that. And like everyone around me, like were either in like, was either in like law school, pharmacy, stuff like that. And even in my family, I'm the only person who's doing something non-traditional. So I had to really create my own path and, you know, when I started college, I looked around the room and I only saw like two Nigerians who are in PR. And I'm like, okay, like well, this can't be it. <laughs> like, this cannot be it. You know, so of course, I, you know, went online. I'm like, okay, there has to be an online community, right? It's like, 2020 has to be one. And I didn't really see it. I didn't see a page for Nigerian men and Nigerian women PR or Nigerian men and Nigerian women in graphic design. I didn't see that representation online. And so, I Googled like other, you know, careers, like Nigerians and advertising and stuff like that. I didn't see it either. But if you were to like look up Nigerians in medicine, there's pages on pages on that. And so I'm like, okay, I see this pattern and, you know, I really want, you know, an online community that really focuses on Nigerians and non-traditional career paths. And who's going to create that, right? (laughs) That's what it comes down to. And so I, just I did it, like you know, just like Nike, just do it right. So created it, and yeah, that's how it started. And I'm I'm really glad I did that because I feel like if I didn't, who 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 would have created that? And when would I see that? I don't know. That's the question. But yeah, that's how it that's how it all started.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And um, and I know you talked a lot about kind of you know where this uh, lack of representation you felt came from. Um, And so I love that you were able to kind of take action on that, especially because, you know, you don't know who's going to um, take action on a certain cause. And so I love that you kind of stepped up to to do that. And I think that's really amazing. Um, (laughs) Yeah, of course. And so for those who don't already know kind of what it is that you do in NIGICOM. Um, Can you kind of tell us a little bit about your mission, your goals, um, and maybe just some of the types of projects or work that you do within this community?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like for Nijacom, I am the founder, but I'm also, I also help with brand collaborations. Me and my team, you know, basically create this space for like, you know, all the Nigerians who are in overlook career fields to come together to really celebrate each other and empower one another. So we do that through like, you know, NC spotlights, like shining the light on different individuals and different career paths to come on the platform and talk about what they do, how they got into it and all that stuff. And then we have IG lives as well. And we have like panel events where we have different industry professionals talking about what they do as well as providing opportunities like mentorship and stuff like that. Um, So yeah, so me specifically, I help to create graphics and help to coordinate brand partnerships and like basically reach out to people to do NC spotlights, and you know help with the socials along with my team. But yeah, that's like a little bit of what what we do. But yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, very very cool. I love that. Um, is there like a favorite part that you have about being the lead to this initiative, or do you have any stories that um, you know have really just stuck with you or been especially meaningful to you while working with Nijacom? yeah so one of my favorite
1: initiatives um was the one we recently did in the summer with hbo we collaborated with hbo to do an ig live with people who were from the um their documentary called the legend of the underground which shines the light of non-conformist in nigeria and yeah so that was my favorite one because you know hbo used to be like one of my dream companies <laughs> quote unquote like you know years back and like you know, I wanted to work with them.
0: Like mm-hmm. I wanted to
1: work for them, but in 2021, I got to work with them. So that was completely full circle. So yeah, mm-hmm. that was definitely my favorite initiative.
0: Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. Um, do you think that there are any uh, specific challenges or roadblocks that you've come across in your life or, um, you know, while running this initiative that you feel, um, you know, just were especially diff- difficult to overcome, but, you know, you kind of, you um, learned a bit from it as well because I know that you know starting something as big as this or starting a project as big as this can often lead to certain roadblocks or um, you know can't always be easy so yeah I'd love to kind of hear about some of the challenges or any obstacles that you've encountered.
1: Yeah yeah so I'll like speak on it collectively like Honestly, community building in itself is a challenge (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of people think it's super easy, but it's like easier said than done. Like people don't understand the time and effort and energy that goes into, you know, creating a space that's, you know, like bigger than yourself, big enough for so many people and like creating a space where everyone can like connect and, you know, resonate with the stuff that you're talking about and doing. Um, So yeah, community building is definitely a challenge, but I think it's worthwhile in itself. But it becomes a bit easier when you get the hang of it. When you, when you, when you already like, you know, are in the process of doing that community, like it's it gets easier versus like starting it. So yeah, basically, mm-hmm. I would have to say, community building is a challenge in itself. But I'm glad I overcome. I'm glad I'm going through it, and like you know, experiencing that. And I've learned so much throughout the whole process.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, And I know we kind of talked a little bit about, you know, some of your own experiences with facing certain stigmas or certain lack of representation um, in fields that you're passionate about. And so I'm wondering if there are um, any specific, for example, stigmas that you've observed um, throughout your life, whether um, in your own experience or in other people's experience that you feel are just um, especially important to kind of cover.
1: Hmm. I'll just like basically focus. There's so many, but I'll focus on the career one since it's relevant to like NigerCom and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So for the career one in my community, like when you, it's it's more it's okay now versus how it was years ago, but mm-hmm. like years back, like you know, if you were to tell you know people in your community or your family, like, hey, I'm pursuing you know graphic design or art or whatever, they're gonna look at you kind of sideways. Like, what do you what do you mean, like? Oh, that doesn't make money or like no like you should be a doctor you should be a lawyer or engineer because that's that's the ones that that is more profitable that's more stable when we all know in reality that's not always the case you know there are athletes and entertainers that make more than doctors and i don't make the rules for that i don't make the rules for that but that's that's the reality though but um i think trying to pursue something that's non-traditional you get you get those questions you get those looks you get those concerns um, until you blow up and you're like bigger now and or, or you're like famous or something. Now it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was definitely a, a stigma that has stuck out to me. And that's part of the reason why I created Nigel just still really like debunk that stigma, because that's not, that's not the reality of the situation. And you shouldn't be discouraged or questioned because you're doing something that doesn't align with the status quo.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, I love the way you put that. And I, I definitely think it's important to really cover these topics that don't have a lot of light shine, uh, shined on them. So absolutely, I, I completely agree. Um, and again, I know that, you know, starting an initiative like this, it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of effort. Um, and especially it can be difficult to cover topics like these or really advocate for these, um, for the certain change. And so what would you say? Is some of the main motivation that you have for just continuing despite these challenges or roadblocks, um, or just continuing to really work hard so that you can um, create real change.
1: Yeah! Wow, that's that's a deep. Uh, I would say the biggest motivation would be God, my family, mm-hmm. and my younger self. Um, for me, I'm a really, I'm a really optimistic person. Like you can ask any people around me, but like you can ask any person around me, like if I was like upset about something or I'm going through something, I always say like, it's going to be okay. Or, you know, bigger and better things are coming or, you know, something's good is on the way. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I don't just say that just to say it's something I truly believe in. Cause I have so much faith that, you know, God has a bigger purpose for me, or there's a bigger light at the end of this tunnel than what I'm seeing right now. Um, but yeah, so definitely God. And then my family, you know, being a child of immigrants is something that's a part of my identity. It's a huge part of my identity because, a lot of the things I do for myself, is not just for me, it's also for my family. You know, that's somebody, mm-hmm. these are people that I really care about that truly inspired me and I wouldn't be who I was today if it wasn't for them because, mm-hmm. you know, they sacrifice so much, just like a lot of immigrants in this country, they sacrifice so much
0: mm-hmm. to create a
1: better life for like my family and for me. And that's just something that motivates me. And it, it just really shows me that, hey, like you, you can do anything you want to do. And there's nobody in this world that can stop you. And so, yeah, definitely my family. And then um, my younger self, um, like, my younger self was, like, such a dreamer. Like, I'm still a dreamer, but, like, that girl was a dreamer. And she had Mm -hmm. so many aspirations. And, like, the fact that I'm doing some of the things that, you know, she wanted me to do is just so, it it hits different for me. And so I, when I do things, I'm kind of doing it for her in a way. But, But, yes, I know... I'm who I, I know I'm somebody she really admires and she wanted me to be this type of person. So I do a lot of that, this stuff for her. So
0: yeah,
1: (laughs) those those are the three motivations in my life.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I actually, I really love that. And um, I think that especially goes to show how important it is to have, you know, some type of motivation, whether that's a Uh, a strong support system, kind of like um, what you said, like your family, just having that inspiration um, behind the work that you do. And that just kind of drives your passion for, you know, all the work that you do. I think that's super important. So, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing again. Um, And I know that along with this work with NIGICOM, you also advocate for, um, you know, racial equity and more representation through. Black Girls Graduate. And so I'd love to hear about this other avenue of yours to advocate for this cause as well. And just kind of your experience through it all.
1: Yeah, yeah. Black Girls Graduate has a special place in my heart. Um, so basically, for those who don't know, it's an organization that provides campus career and finance resources to Black women nationwide. It was created by Ashley Wassey and her sister and her friend years back. And their mission is basically you know providing those resources to help empower black women Um, because again we live in a society where it's literally people's favorite hobby to you know downplay and humble black women but we create a space where it's like we uplift them and regardless of what anybody says in the society we can do whatever it is we want to do and so that's why this organization holds a special place in my heart Um, I'm their digital coordinator so I help to you know, come up with different virtual events along with my team and help to manage their social presence as well as mm-hmm. like guest speakers for like virtual panel events, IG Lives and all that jazz. And so, yeah, it's definitely a place that means so much to me. And, you know, I can't wait to see what else we get to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, are there any favorite stories or instances you have from working with this initiative that, um, you know, have been especially important to you?
1: Yeah, yeah, we had our first virtual event last year. It was a panel event, basically getting different Black women from different industries, like marketing and, like, finance, and basically having these women on the panel talk to, like, our audience, telling them how they got to where they're at, telling them, like, you know, inspirational things and telling them, like, hey, if you ever need help, um, we're always here. Like, we got each other and stuff like that. And so it was, like, the first virtual panel event I have ever, like, did with, like, a team collectively and so that meant so much to me and like to see the impact of that to see you know black women say like hey like this really like cheered me up because I was having a bad day or like this inspired me to reach out to so-and-so to get like an internship or whatever the case may be like it was really impactful and it truly stuck with me so yeah that was one of my favorite ones
0: yeah that sounds incredible and super awesome and you know I definitely am excited to also kind of see what you guys do in the future because I think this sounds like such an incredible initiative. Um, and I know that you know working with these two initiatives, um, you know you must have gone through a lot of different experiences, um, whether that be positive or negative. And so I think it would be pretty cool to kind of hear about some of the most important things that you've learned along the way with working with both NIJCO and Black Girls Graduate. Um, and just really speaking out to make sure that these marginalized voices are heard. Yeah, yeah.
1: So throughout my journey with NIGICOM and Black Girls Graduate, I learned that, you know, as cliche as it sounds, but, you know, there's no community without you and I, like literally and metaphorically. But um, community is everything. I feel like you can really accomplish so much with the people around you. So, yeah, that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned throughout the whole process.
0: hmm Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I think that's a super important lesson to hear, especially for any young women or minority women out there. Um, And I know that you strive to uplift the voices of those in your community. And I also know that you are yourself breaking barriers and doing a lot of incredible things outside of all this um, social justice work that you do. For example, I know that you have a pretty strong background in PR um, and you have a lot of experience there. And so I would love to give you kind of the chance to talk a bit about your experience working in this industry, um, including both the ups and any downs that you might have.
1: Yeah. So like, in my opinion, like people might think this is biased, but like, (laughs) I think working in PR, like there's so many like skill sets you got to have because there's never a dull moment. It it can be very chaotic. Um, So I used to be, you know, I used to be a PR intern at AMC Networks, which owns The Walking Dead, Breaking Bad and all that cool stuff and you know working in entertainment especially is very chaotic and it has its moments like you know there's a lot of good moments but um you know overall like you have to really be immersed in your clients like you know day to day and like you know all these shows are happening all at once and you have to like you know be in charge of pitching and be in charge of like compiling like different like stories to like you know go to the media and like basically managing the repu- repu- reputation of your client and you know how they appear in the media, how they appear on this show and stuff like that, and so it can be it can be very um, exciting, but it can be very like overwhelming, especially if if the client is problematic, then you have a lot to <laughs> you have a lot to deal with on that mm-hmm. front. But I I get to do something really amazing, which is like to tell amazing stories of these individuals or these shows and these movies, and so it's really it was really quite an experience. And then, you know, I got to be a PR resident for Widen and Kennedy, which is like one of the coolest agencies on the planet. Again, I'm not trying to be like (laughs) biased or be a shameless plug, but like, it's definitely one of a kind. And, you know, you have to be immersed in all these people's like accounts and stuff like that, you know, Delta, Duracell, you know, McDonald's and stuff like that. And like, you know, there's a week where you have to deal with like everybody's campaigns launching all at once. And you have a week where it's just only one and then you got a week where it's just like, okay, maybe two. And it's like, there's never a dull moment, but, and it keeps you on your toes. But I think that's such a pro and it shows that, you know, you can really do anything you want to do. So that's why I really admire PR, you know, because of that storytelling aspect because of that persistence and that perseverance. But yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that's super, super cool. Um, And yeah, it definitely seems like working in this industry can be pretty intense. So I absolutely applaud you for all the work that you do. Um, And I guess before we end for today, I'd love to kind of hear about any future plans or goals that you have for yourself, your career, or even your initiatives that you're excited about or just really looking forward to.
1: Yeah, yeah. So my my plans and goals are very like, (laughs) they're very basic, but they mean a lot to me. Um, Mm -hmm. So in my personal life, I just want to continue doing the things that I love and that I'm passionate about and to continue being happy. Um, So I don't really have like, you know, the biggest plans there. Like I don't want to be super like rich or whatever, that'd be cool. But like, that's not (laughs) the biggest priority to me. Like I just want to be happy in whatever space that I'm in, Um, I want to continue progressing and advancing, whether it's like positions, pay, or, you know, whatever, or the work that I get to do, like just continuously advancing. Um. as far as NYGECOM, I just want people to just continue to enjoy that space. I want to continue to grow that community and welcome more community members. Um, brand collaborations, I love collabing. So hopefully we get to do that, do more of that in the future. And nice. yeah, for Black Girls Graduate, like same, same goal, same goal. I wanted to keep on, I wanted to keep on going up. And so, and I know it will. So those are my goals and aspirations.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And Um, you know, I love your mindset and I definitely wish you luck with all of this amazing work that you're doing. Um, I guess, do you have any last pieces of advice maybe for any, you know, just underrepresented women or minorities out there who are also kind of hoping to just find happiness and thrive in this world and just put themselves out there and maybe even create change like you are?
1: Oh, wow. I (laughs) would say don't let this world silence you. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, as I've been saying throughout this whole, like, you know, podcast, like there's going to be so many times where there will be people who try to belittle you and try to silence you because you are a person of color, specifically a woman of color. Don't let them do that. You know, continue to stand out and be unapologetically yourself. Um, But yeah, be the best you you can be and don't listen to what other people have to say. Like, you know, you know who you are, you know what you're capable of. So continue to be the best version of yourself. But yeah, those are my two cents (laughs) or three cents or four cents.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's an incredible way to put it. And I think that's a beautiful place to end as well for today. Um, And I guess before we completely close out, are there any platforms like maybe social media that you'd like to shout out as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, I got a few. I got a few. Well, first, I want (laughs) to shout out your platform. It's super dope, super inspiring. And like, if if y'all are not following, y'all definitely need to, y'all need to tap in. Um, I also got to shout out Nigel Kama, know, I, you know, shameless plug, you know, there's no space like it. Um, Shout out to Black Girls Graduate, again, no other space like it, it's a dope community and it's doing really big things. And last but not least, I got to shout out my employers, (laughs) Wyden and Kennedy, like I said, it's the coolest agency on the planet, not trying to be like biased or anything, but they truly do amazing work and y'all should check out their Instagram. Um, So yeah, so. Basically, NAJACOM, you can tap into that at N A I J A C O M M, Black Girls Graduate. I'm not going to spell that out. It's, you know, y- y'all know how to spell that. <laughs> and then widening and Kennedy, it's W I E D E N. And there's one way to spell Kennedy, in my opinion. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much again for, um, you know, being a guest on the podcast and just sharing your incredible story and your experiences. Really love talking to you today.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me.